Welcome to Integrity and Purity. I am so excited that you have joined me today. We're going to be talking about the pursuit of love and what is love. So let's dive right in. Grab your Bible, grab a cup of tea, and let's pray. Dear God, I thank you for everyone listening. Teach them to love you and to walk in your love. Thank you for your love and thank you for who you are. Amen. Let's dive right in. Love can be such an ooey-gooey topic or a weird topic or just a topic some people avoid, but what is love in the first place? There are so many definitions of love. I mean, it's a noun and a verb and so many other things. It's confusing, but what is love? Let's look at what the Bible says. Hop in your Bible with me to 1 Corinthians 13. This is the love chapter. If you've been around your Bible Bible for a while, you've probably heard this chapter quite a few times, but it's still amazing and it eloquently portrays love. So let's jump right in, starting at verse 4. It says, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, and it keeps no record of wrongs. I love that part. It keeps no record of wrongs. It forgives. And think about this, we have sinned, and we're not perfect, but Jesus is perfect, and yet he died for us. He's perfect, and he died for us sinners down here, but... He loves us, and when we turn to him, he washes away our sins. Jesus was the perfect display of love, and guess what? He doesn't keep a record of our wrongs, and it's amazing. Um, moving on to verse 6, it says, Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Moving on to verse 8, it says, Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. I love that. Love is a beautiful thing. And God's love is even more beautiful. In John 15 verse 13 says, greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. And this is what Jesus did to us, but here's the difference. At that time, we weren't Jesus' friends. He was the reason, we were the reason that he had to die. Our sins were the reason that he had to suffer. And yet he still laid down his life for us, even though we are sinners. And he still loves us, even though we are weak and we're not perfect. But in him, we are complete. He loves us. And he showed the greatest display of love by dying the most gruesome death in history. Crucifixion was the worst death in history. It was brutal, it was painful, and yet he died for us. He suffered for us. And his love 
never fails because he showed the greatest display of love. Now go back to the question, what is love? Now verses 4 and 5 tell us that love is patient, it is kind, it's basically all the fruits of the Spirit, and love is a fruit of the Spirit. But I love what it says. I'm going to reread verse 4. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. We need to be humble and love in humility. Now, Jesus loved in humility. He wasn't on the cross like, look at me. I am dying for you. You're welcome. No, he was humble. He was humble. It's like, I am giving my life for sinners so that they can be set free. We need to love with humility because that's what Jesus showed us to do. He showed us to love in humility. Now, um, so many people pursue ooey-gooey love. Girlfriends, boyfriends, all that stuff. That's all they care about. But that's not the kind of love Jesus wants us to pursue. Jesus wants us to pursue his perfect love because his love is perfect. His love is amazing. His love is something that this world had never seen until he came. His love is beautiful. And until we learn to love him, we're not going to be able to sufficiently love anyone else. Now, people are always like, oh, once I get find the one, you know, that's going to make me find my identity. I'm going to be filled, you know, once I get married. No, until you find your fulfillment in Jesus, nothing else is going to fulfill you. You need to learn to find your fulfillment in Jesus before anything else, because he will remain. I love and um, going back to, back to 1 Corinthians 13, it says everything else will fade I believe it starts at verse 9. It says, For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. And skipping over to verse 12, it says, For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror, then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. Verse 13 says, And now these three remain faith hope and love but the greatest of these is love love remains and not just any love the love of god that substantial love there's so many filler love fillers the devil loves to disguise things as love he likes to disguise uh, girlfriends and boyfriends and all this other weird stuff. He likes to disguise that as love. Like He likes to disguise that as fulfillment. But guess what? Until Jesus fulfills you, nothing else will. The devil loves to disguise love. And he loves to fool you and trick you into thinking that all these other things are love. That everything else will fulfill you. But guess what? It's not. It's not real. Until you find your fulfillment in Jesus, nothing else is going to fulfill you. And until you have Jesus, you once you get Jesus, you realize that he's the only love that you need. What is love? Is love something that you have to work for or achieve? Is there a, a ladder you have to climb to earn love? No. 
What is love? Do I have to be good enough to receive love? Do I have to be strong enough to receive love? Do I have to be pretty enough to receive love? No, you don't. Is love something that forces itself on me? What do I have to do to feel loved? What do I have to do to feel loved? Nothing. Jesus came as love. He is love. He wasn't disguised. He wasn't a fake. He was love in person. He was love. The world says that you have to be pretty enough to receive love. The world says that you have to be good enough to receive love. But God tells me something else. God has something better for us. Love came to me at a cost. And that cost was death on a cross. I was bought at a price. Jesus' blood paid for me to love. I don't have to be good enough. I don't have to be pretty enough because love is a gift. And the devil wants to tell you that you have to pay to have love. He wants to tell you you have to do certain things in order to receive love, that you have to be religious enough in order to receive love, that you have to show some skin in order to receive love. But guess what? You don't. You do not have to do anything to receive love. All you have to do is accept the gift of God. That's why he came for us. You were bought at a price. And you don't have to be good enough. Because we're not good enough without Jesus. He fulfills us. He makes us worthy. I'm here to tell you that no matter how broken you are, you are still loved. No matter what you've gone through, you are still loved. It does not matter if you do not feel worthy. You are loved. It does not matter what you have done. You are loved. You are not an exception. You are loved. You were bought at a price. And Jesus thinks you're to die for. Jesus says that you are worth it. You are worth it. You are enough. You are accepted into his family. You are loved. Stop listening to the discouragement in your head and start listening to what God says about you. God says that you are loved. You are good enough. It doesn't matter what you've gone through. It doesn't matter how hurt you are. He loves you. And so many people think that they're the exception, that God doesn't love them because of their situation. But guess what? He loves you no matter what. Real love came at a cost, and that was Jesus and his death on a cross. You are loved. You are accepted. You don't have to worry about tomorrow. You don't have to worry about what you've done. You don't have to worry about yesterday. You are loved. And I'm going to say again and again, because it is true and his love is good. John 3.16 says, God so loved the world. Who is the world? We are the world. 
God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Never ending. Everlasting. His love is powerful. His love is beautiful. And you don't have to be good enough. You just need him. He will make you good enough. His love is never ending. There are so many things to chase after in this world. So many forms of love or what you think is love. The things that are not love disguised as love. The world is full of them. But pursue after Jesus. The pursuit of real love is amazing. Once you find Jesus, you find his real love. It will be the best thing that's ever happened to you. And it doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. It's just going to, your perspective's going to change. You won't have to worry because you know you're loved. And I encourage you, maybe you come from a broken home. Maybe you were hurt as a child or something in, something happened in your life that switched and made you feel like you're not worthy of love. You're worthy. You are loved. No matter what anyone else says, listen. Listen to what God says. Listen to his voice because his voice is the only thing that will remain. What will remain? These three remain. Faith, hope, love, and the greatest is love. Love will remain. True love will remain. True love is Jesus, and there are many forms of love out there, but cling to Jesus, cling to his love. It may not be easy, but trust me, it will be worth it. I say that a lot. It won't be easy, but it will be worth it because I have seen it. I have seen it with my eyes, seen his glory, seen how amazing he is, and seen how his love can change people. So I encourage you. Love God. Stand on his word. Pursue his love because his love is the only love worth pursuing. Pursue him. Pursue his righteousness. And all you have to do is accept love. His love is a gift. It is a gift. You do not have to be good enough. You just have to accept his love and say, Jesus, I want your love. I want you to make me whole. I want you to fill me because I am broken. All of us are broken without him. All you have to say is, Jesus, make me whole again. Make me whole again. Put me together again. And he will. Just talk to him and say, God, I want to love you. I want to accept your gift of love. I want to accept your sacrifice. And I want to say thank you. Thank you that you sacrificed yourself so that I can love. Thank you for your love, your never-ending love, your beautiful love, your passionate love. God, your love is amazing. And I thank you for your love. I encourage you, get into his word. Accept his love. Accept his gift of love because it will take you on the best adventure of your life. That's my encouragement for today. Accept his love. Pursue his love. 
And trust me, it will be worth it. Pursue his love.